Let's bring in our friend Jennifer Stefano as uh, we talk about this and your latest Inquirer op-ed. Just just off the top, Jen. Hey, how are you? I am. Well, I mean, I'm heartbroken, Don. If I'm telling you the truth, I, what is happening to our to, to Jewish people is horrific. What happened to that poor guard at Macy's? It's a total societal breakdown. And I do think we need to point to where all this is coming from. Just the, the, the years of a failure to, to, to teach basic fundamental Western morality and ethics and instead allow it to be consistently undermined. Um, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm sorry, but I, and people take exception to that. I, mm-hmm. I challenge people to point to another root cause of this. I mean, it, it is a total upending of, 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 it's a total end game of secularism and the post-Christian world. And um, of course, it always ends where people go after the Jews. And this is just, it's horrific. And innocent people like that poor Maisie's um, guard die. Yeah. So yeah, I'm up, it's not a great, it's not a great time, is it, Dawn? It's very upsetting. No, it's, it is. It's, it's not a great time. You're exactly right. And it's a, it's tough. It's tough to see all of this in our country when this is supposed to be such a festive time. And uh, we're continuing the conversation. Jennifer Stefano, Executive Vice President of the Commonwealth Foundation. She's a columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer, local, proud, native Philadelphian mom. And we, uh, as we revealed, as Jennifer revealed a long time ago, was uh, my intern back in the day or one of our interns at CBS3. So TV background and... um, I loved your story about how your parents, you know, because you're going to George Washington University, attorney, all of this. And they're like, what? You want to be a news reporter? Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, this is a terrible idea. And I said, well, I like talking and this seems like a good idea if you like to talk. So, so uh, you mm-hmm. do it all. But take yeah. me through it. Your latest piece about hop- holiday shopping, you're saying, is a is a moral good. That's your latest piece, op-ed piece yeah. in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Tell so, Tell us what you're thinking about here. Right. And, you know, it's funny. I, I wrote this. Um, I had kind of thought about it long before the October 7th attacks. And, and, and it was something that I just sort of went with. It, it was really a defense of capitalism and the capitalist society. I, I believe capitalism promotes greater morality than any other system. I, it's not that I think you're moral because you're a capitalist. You have a capitalist system. I don't agree with that. Um, you know, Good and evil runs through every man and woman. Greed, people choose it. But I think capitalism promotes morality more so than um, other systems, uh, which I think are more inclined to promote greed. And so I wrote that every year around this time, I read all these anti-consumerism columns, just tons of people writing op-eds, editorials about consuming less, consuming less, consuming less. I actually disagree. And my thought was for the people who worked at Macy's, the people who work in, in the Israeli restaurant, for all the people who, who work, it's really important that um, we continue to consume and buy and trade. And, and, it, and it, it improves lives. It improves working conditions. People can get salaries. In Philadelphia, um, we have actually higher than the national average um, black-owned businesses. So, you know, when, when you talk about all this Black Lives Matter, diversity, equity, inclusion, well, the capitalist system actually helps um, it, black businesses. And Philadelphia is double the national average in black business owners. So I, I just wanted to make the point that sometimes we have to stop 
and, and, and just challenge the conventional wisdom. And, and this kind of was a good time to do it, but certainly, you know, we have headier issues in front of us, um, life and death issues, frankly. Yeah, it, it's, it's something that I will say for this, a lot of people are, especially after yesterday, exercising their capitalist uh, shopping rights, not in Philadelphia, and that's a real problem right, is that people right. are going out to the burbs and that sort of thing. You know, I wanted to, you know, think about something that you had actually put out, you had retweeted the unconscious objectors um, in, in community, and this was Jackson Greenberg and talks about progressive education, makes yes. people morally confused. And this is something, yeah. so, this is something you've, you've been talking about, which is, you know, obviously the, you know, like-minded thinking about this. But how is it, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna just try to put this all under one big umbrella. I think of last night, Central Buck School District. So they, they ushered in their new board vote, you know, officially welcomed the newly elected board from the early November election. Now the Democrats take over from a Republican, you know, majority. And the first thing they do is they're talking about, hey, we're gonna unban the books that those bad people banned. And we're going to undo everything they did, including the fact that uh, that if you want to play sports and you're a biological male, that we're going to make sure that whoever wants to play sports, that you can play sports according to your identity, not not according to the way you are biologically born. Is is this the kind of thing where ultimately in the public schools, the private schools, we're going toward this where people are more you feel might be morally confused? Oh, I mean, I thought Jackson Greenberg wrote a fantastic article that everyone needs to read. And and this is a guy that was um, educated at a very progressive school. And and they they you know Jackson writes in the in the article that he went to the school because it was good in the arts. But his parents and he raised the red flag. They were not they were not seeking truth. Okay, and what's the fundamental? you know, value of the Judeo-Christian ethic moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. It is of self-determination and free will, but that is steeped in that a person can only um, make decisions and and be self-directed if they know truth. And therefore, they have to be free to what? To seek truth. And and, And I tell my children, you seek truth no matter where it lands you, no matter how uncomfortable. So even if the things you believed and held dear, you find a truth that is counter to that, you have to examine it. You have to think. And so what I think um, Jackson Greenberg argued very well was that, um, you know, they, they didn't believe in truth, right? They, he, a kid came in and said a different player, a baseball player, was the first African-American Major League Baseball player. And Greenberg raised his hand and said, that's not correct. It was Jackie Robinson. And the teachers at the school shushed, shushed him, mm-hmm. wouldn't let him speak. Wouldn't let him offer a counter argument. Wouldn't let him say anything. And 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 it was sort of the kid. And what did this teach you? That you're the god. That whatever you think, whatever you say, whatever you believe is correct. It's right. It's okay. And when you believe, and that's the society today versus the Judeo-Christian ethic, which shaped America and the modern world and Western civilization, um, says the opposite of that. Um, you have to think less of yourself. You have to serve the community. You have to take individual action. You have to seek truth. You have to form a conscience. So I thought Greenberg's article was tremendous, and I strongly encourage people to read it. Yeah, it's it's a great article. It's an easy read, quite frankly, but gets into the fact that, 
you know, if everybody like some of these protesters apparently out on our streets right here, not so far from where I'm broadcasting from, right, that if they feel that, well, their voice and their perspective is correct, that they have every right, that it's not, that they they have every right to be out here, um, you know, just spewing hatred and, and, Mm -hmm. and saying something very different than what's actually happened. And that brings me to my, my next question and that yesterday I retweeted because, um, trending on X, I'm not supposed to say Twitter anymore, but it's weird, was that hashtag, uh, me too, unless you're a Jew. And so, to your, right? So to That's your, right. to your very point that, that you're talking about, that you've been talking about, and to the point of Jackson Greenberg is, is that ultimately, you know, we have the me too movement that made a lot of great points, of course. But in this one, they're all silent because these these women, um, who some of them are, are survivors, many not because they were murdered. But the fact that that we see this that they are they're being mutilated in their female parts, whether they ultimately live through it or most of them did not, and nobody's saying anything, it's bizarre, Jennifer. It is bizarre, but this is the absolute leftist progressive ideology, which is if they deem you to be part of the oppressor class, you're no longer human. And as you noted, Don, they can do whatever they want to you. And this is why they are targeting the Jewish people. It's why, yeah, me too. The hashtag me too is great. But the minute it happened to Israeli women, it's now no longer an issue. And, and you see this with Black Lives Matter, too, right? Black Lives Matter until you say, okay, come fight for black kids to have choices and to go to better schools and to not have to go to violent failing schools. And what? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. And, of course, Black Lives Matter is standing in solidarity with the pro-Hamas groups. And they will ignore and dehumanize Jewish people. And that, look, this is not that different from what happened and began happening in 1930s Germany. And I don't make references to the Third Reich lightly. I know everybody does it on every occasion Mm -hmm. in every way. But this is an absolute parallel between 1933 and 1938. Mm -hmm. They set out to ruin Jewish businesses. They felt the Jewish people had too much of an influence on the economy. They wanted to scapegoat them for all the problems from World War I. And they were successful in doing it. Today, I just want to assure my Jewish brothers and sisters, there's many of us, like you, Don, like me, speaking out, fighting this, and and just being unrelenting in countering it. Like, we won't allow this. And I think the protests, these these pro-Hamas, and I call them pro-Hamas protests. Like, let's be clear what they are. I don't think they give a whit what happens to the Palestinians on the ground. I think this is a pro-Hamas, anti-Semitic, attack on Jews. And that's why they target the Jewish business. And it's an outrageous, I mean, you heard the chants that they were chanting, right? Outrageous on every front. And we have to fight it and counter it, which is why I thank God that you are so willing to talk about it and elevate it. Yeah. And so let me ask you this. I mean, put your, because you've really done it all. And as, as, you know, executive uh, Veep will say, and people can follow you at Liberty4PA. And I know that you write for the Inquirer Commonwealth Foundation at Jennifer Stefano, S-T-E-F-A-N-O, by the way. But put on your marketing media cap for a moment and think about these last elections that were lost horribly into the surprise of many. 
especially since there was this rise in uh, Republican, you know, more more Republicans were registering. And so ultimately, yep. there's something missing here. And a piece of it, I think, is that there are people who are coming out because they say, oh, you know, they're th- these people are trying to ban that they're t- trying to be mean to kids who might be different. They're trying to ban certain books and they definitely have the upper hand. And obviously the mainstream media fuels this. If we look at the, you know, the headlines and so on and so forth. So what is it that conservatives moving forward need to do to pivot and to make those in-flight adjustments, if you will, to, to make sure that the message is connecting? Yeah, so I love that question, and I and I think a couple of things. So first, whenever I hear the the, the phrase "book ban," I, I just challenge that. That that's not a book ban. A book ban is when the government would intervene in the free market to uh, abolish the publication of certain works, certain certain pieces of literature, or certain books. What this is is curating. Okay, so if I go to a public school library, are they going to have the Bible? Are they going to have C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity? Are they going to have the Talmuds? Are they going to have St. Thomas Merton's Seven Story Mountain? If the answer is no, are they banning those books or are they just curating? And they're curating with the point of view everybody has one. And I think it is a ludicrous supposition to even engage these people in this. And I would continue to push back. But there are three heaps, you know, getting more to the practical element. What, do, what does it take to win elections? Having, um, you know, when I worked um, in the Coke network, and, and, you know, Americans for Prosperity, yes. here's what I've learned. Um, it's three heats. It's, it's the right candidate. It's the right message. But also, Don, it's the ability to execute a full-scale ground game and the ability to drive the message out and then turn out people mm-hmm. to, to, to vote. And I think there is probably, you know, just on a, on a, on a, from an analysis perspective, I don't think the Republican Party has that third heat. And, yes, I think it needs to work on messaging. And, yes, you need the right candidate. But you also need the third heat. And in the state, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, I think that, that's lacking in the Republican Party. And I think that needs to be analyzed and thought about. And that, um, you know, it needs to be corrected if, if they ever – want to win an election. And so I think it's just from an, from an analytical point of view, something to think about. But, but more importantly, Don, I do agree on how we talk about things. I'm clearly a believer in ideas and the way we, we drive them. But I would just continue to point out the absurdity of, of this idea of book ban or it's unkind. Like, please stop. This is ridiculous. There are plenty of books not in that library. Like, this isn't the Library of Alexandria. <laughs> and even the Library of Congress doesn't carry everything. Like, calm down. It's over hysteria, and we need to counter it. And I, I also believe stop running for school board. Fight for school choice. Yes. This gets handled if you invest in that and, and, and not in the, in, the, in the hand-to-hand combat, as I would say, school boards, where the left tends to have the upper hand. They're just better at organizing. Yeah, well put. Well, people can find you, Jennifer Stefano, your latest article and your piece in the Philadelphia Inquirer. And I know at CommonwealthFoundation.org, they've reposted. A lot of different sites have reposted your great article. And anybody who says that, um, you know, holiday shopping or any shopping for that matter is, you know, part of my patriotic duty, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, let's shop for America. I, you know, Don, also as a, lo- a lover of fi- nice things, like I just like nice things, I sort of had to get out there and say, no, this is morally good. But I think capitalism and the capitalist system, um, 
and and the United States and Israel are, are the greatest forces for good the world has ever known. And I'm not going to relent to all these people that want to just paint us with one broad brush of, of saying we're evil. That's incorrect. It's not that we've done. Patriotism is loving your country for the good that it has done, not for whatever it's done. And America and Israel and the capitalist system has done an enormous amount of good for the world. <laughs> well said. Jennifer Stefano, until mm-hmm. next time, my friend.